Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to Becky Left the Chats, scheduled for one fall feed. My name is Pat, joined by my lovely co-host Jen. Hey. And we are here yet again, running through some superstars of wrestling. Jen. Yes. What month are we in? I don't know. March? June? Well, we are technically in March, but I think <laughs> we're doing the June part one recording, right? Yes. So we checked out two superstars of wrestling this week, and spoiler alert, we're getting a lot of promos for a WBF All-Stars event. Yeah. Which, if you don't know, that's the World Bodybuilding Federation. It's a drug-free competition. And it's Asterisk. sponsored sponsored by Echo Bro. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta want it. So we are at the Rupp Center this week. Actually, for both episodes, we are at the Rupp Center on June 6th. Where that, though? That is in Lexington, Kentucky. True. And we got our June 6th and June 13th episode we're going to run down. Our hosts for this, this episode is going to be uh, Vinnie Mac and Mr. Perfect. Shocking. What a duo. What a perfect duo. Ooh, I see mm. what you did there. We actually had a title match. Um, our first match that we got was Bret Hart defeating Tom Stone. Wait, wait yeah, was that really a title shot, though? I, I, don't... I mean... Yeah, it says it says here what I read. He retained the title. So, all oh, right. I mean, I did see Brett kiss the belt. Okay, then it must have been yeah. Yeah, I mean he doesn't just hand that away. I don't know. He does like kissing that belt. Well, so we had that title shot, and what we're gonna do here quickly is just kind of run through these matches because again, these are all squash matches. None of them lasting more than a couple minutes. None of them with real people. Just all setting up our storylines so that we can kind of. Talk to you about where we think some of these fights are going to go. Maybe who's going to win and and whatnot. So, like I said, we had the Bret Hart, Tom Stone, IC title match. I saw a sharpshooter. I saw some some belt kissing. I I saw a promo. There's a man that wants that belt. He's got a mirror. And he's got a sensational lady named. Mm -hmm. We saw the Nasty Boys defeating Major Yates and Reno Riggins. (laughs) The Texas Tornado and Mr. Mike Collins. Okay. Yes. He, like, kissed about three to five women and babies on the way out. Who? The Texas Tornado. And? I just wanted to bring it to everybody's attention. He's a Von Eric. He's a flying Von Eric. That's what mm-hmm. they do. Okay. The Beverly Brothers defeated Mike Samples and Scott Bailey. Did you notice what happened during that match? Yeah, the LOS, Legion of Sissies. But they rode it on like a little boy's Legion of Doom Stegosaurus outfit. Oh, I know. I know. We're we're going to we're, we're going to circle our way back and get into kind of what these matches meant. We had Crush against George Anderson. We had High Energy, which I may or may not have seen my co-host partner um get into it when she saw the parrot. She was excited. <laughs> Ladies and gents, <laughs> She was excited. We had uh, Coco Beware and Owen Hart against Kato and uh, Kevin Kruger. And then we had the Repo Man and uh, Dan Robbins. Our promos are being cut or our, uh, you know, check-in is being made at the event center. And like I said, we're we're really... With your boy, Sean Mooney. Sean Mooney. Really pushing that WBF All-Stars pay-per-view. They're not even talking about SummerSlam. No, there's nothing. And that's, and that's why I'm trying to kind of put all these together. So in our June... 13th episode we're also there 
So here's so here's the matches that that you get to see. It was Tatanka versus Barry Horowitz, which I have to say, love you, Barry. Always put on a great match. <laughs> Shawn Michaels with Sensational Sherry defeated Craig Brown. Um, the Natural Disasters against the Executioners, which I have to say, um, had a great moment in terms of the wrestling action. Probably the best moment in terms of the action where one of the Executioners <laughs> attempted to come off the ropes and double body slam. Like double clothesline. Like double clothesline. The um, the Natty D's. The Natty D's and just ended up bouncing off of both of them, which was pretty funny. <laughs> it was hilarious. Um, the Mountie against Billy Kobe, which... We had another shock stick sighting. Kamala against Dale Wolf. El Matador against Mike Samples. So he's Mike Samples doing double duty. And Nails against Ryan Cumberledge. So those were our matches. Um, we ran through the matches quickly like that because these matches really were all filler to get to get the promos that we were cutting for our upcoming storylines, which we're setting these rivalries, um, I guess, really early, right? Like, our next event is what, SummerSlam, Jen? That yeah, we can tell? I think I think it is. I think that's the next event. So, w- when we went through some of the promos we got, we got the Shawn Michaels promo. We had LOD, two promos of LOD. Right? Legion of Doom. Yeah. They cut, them, they cut two different promos, one on each episode. All of it against the Beverly Brothers. Because they're going to fight them. The Natural Disasters. Per Vinnie Mac and Mr. Perfect. They're going to go against. Or they're looking to go anywhere around the world. To get those um, tag belts from Money Inc. Which we didn't see our boys yet. Um, well, so we have, we had, like we said we had uh, Brett Sean. Which is really being completely driven by Sean. That's the challenger. He wants the belt. He does. And Sherry's there with him to help him. He's like, that belt looks like a good kisser. Let me try to... You know, I will say, you know, the thing about Sean is that he always does have somebody. Somebody in the corner. Usually. Whether it's, what is it, Jose Lotharia? Yeah, yeah, 96, yeah. Diesel, Psycho Sid, Degeneration X. That man never stands alone. He always has someone. Most of them do, though. Most of, like, the... I don't know. Bret Hart right now is currently rocking along. That's true. I mean, there he's not. I mean, there's a, a short amount of time he's by himself. Would you say the Undertaker? But yeah, really has Paul Bear, or they're just like a and they're just entities. They're just creatures oh, of the no, darkness. Oh no, he definitely has Paul Bear. Creatures of the he darkness. He always. I mean, he always has somebody too. I, I'm trying to think. Is there anybody that really doesn't ever have anybody? And I don't think that there's anybody who always stands alone. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good. That's a good question. Did you know that at SummerSlam? Because I just looked it up. Isn't until. August 29th. So there's a long time without, like... I I wonder if there's going to be any more, like, small specials. That's what I'm thinking, too. Because I just... I'm just not... I'm just not understanding how we're going to build up these storylines and ha- just have them not pay off anywhere, It right? feels really um, weird right now. Yeah. Like, it feels like we just lost, like, a bunch of dudes, like Piper and Jake and Hulk and... Um, I feel like a lot of people are on vacation. Like, like the Undertaker, Macho Man, Ric Flair. Like we haven't seen those guys in a minute. Um, so it kind of just feels strange. It feels very strange. And 
here's the storylines we have going. So the natural disasters want money, Inc. They want those belts. And the past two things, natural disasters, they made uh, Legion of Sissies, like we mentioned in their match, that they put that on their opponent, LOS. That's Beverly Brothers. Oh, Beverly Brothers. My bad. The, oh, man. Oh, man. we got to kick you off the podcast. I know. Here. I'm saying the wrong How thing. How can you get Beverly Brothers I'm, and the Natty D's confused? You know what it is? Because I'm all all I'm doing is I'm just I'm just seeing. They look alike. I get it. No, I mean, I'm just <laughs> I'm just seeing I'm seeing the fight. And then yeah, that's right. The Natty D's and Money Inc. They're just at the top. We also looking at, at my level. really my my handwriting today is special on the board, too. That's so. all good. We're going to we're going to post it on our <laughs> Twitter and Instagram. But then we have Macho Ric Flair. So Macho Man does cut a promo with me and Gene. Where he's basically like, look, I want to be clear. I'll do whatever I got to do to keep my belt. And that's that's all we got. He did say bottom line multiple times. And they're like in an empty arena. Yeah. During this. They're in like the control room. They're just hanging out. Yeah. They're like, all right, this is cool. Uh, again, we got the Brett, Sean. Nothing really coming on Brett's side so far this week. Everything's really coming from Sean, right? Brett didn't cut any promos? I don't think Brett really cut any promos. No. 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 All the promos were Sean. Then we have this big boss man nail situation that we talked about last week. Oh, that, yeah. They like, re they re-showed that. They showed that. <laughs> then they had perfect interview big boss man just showing a picture of him like completely beaten to shit. But like the completely nonsensical. The very end of the second episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's beat it like. And like, perfect just like completely trashes him in a way that he's like, oh man, you're trash. Don't ever come back. Click. And it's like, what are you even doing? Like what? What? <laughs> hangs up on him. Yeah, like, way to go. Like, I feel really loved and appreciated here at my job. Like, That's I don't so even know weird. what to say. Um, we had them. Again, I, I could take it or leave that that storyline. We had the high energy and the nasty boys, I guess. I guess that's that's what you have here as what's going to be the fight. The, yeah. The hammer pants are a lot. I'm not going to lie. Coco beware's pants are so they're like they're like maybe three inches under his pecs. Yeah, they're <laughs> so high. He got the memo about the high waisted jeans coming back in style in twenty twenty one. He yeah, got it yeah. early. He, he got, got it. Early. it. I mean, I think that they were in style now anyway, though. So we have just... a we have a Mountie Sergeant Slaughter feud that just exists because of that shock stick that because America and Canada. Yeah, that's the only reason. Exactly. Countries. Exactly, and we'll we'll definitely play that up again. We're looking at you, Bret Hart. Do you know what I have written in my notes about the mount, the mounting ma- match? What's that? Da, 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 the Mountie match. In the Mountie. Shocking. That's oh, I, <laughs> I mean that that described it basically. Yeah. We have this Papa Shango Voodoo Ultimate Warrior thing where he's going to take as Jen wrote the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, because Vince can't ever not say that. Right, but I'm saying. And it, it makes me twitch. It makes. He's me twitch. trying to make him his voodoo zombie. Yeah, he's trying to make him his voodoo zombie. Which I feel like that's a lot for kids on a Sunday morning. It's a lot for kids on a Sunday morning. Ah. It would never happen now. It's, no. It's a lot for just um, casual stereotypes. And, yeah, yeah it's um, a lot. It's, it's a lot for a lot of things. Um, we are... He did make Mean Jeans hand goo in his interview. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm not getting all of that. I guess that means you're bleeding from the zombie. I don't even know. I don't know. It's some kind of Papa Shango thing. Then we uh, we mentioned the uh, LOD Beverly situation. Mm-hmm. Um, they just paint all of their opponents with LOS after they beat them up. The Tatanka model Rick which, Martel is just still going. Which, like, I mean, back then... <sighs> I just want to go back to the LOS for a second. Sure. Remember when you could just call people sissies and that was, like, real, real fighting words? 
I like, mean, now it's like okay. <laughs> that was a big time insult on the streets. I don't know what you're talking about. You're a you do sissy. not want to call someone a sissy on the streets, Jen. Like that's a big time insult. Big apparently, time. apparently. I mean, not apparently. It is. Like I don't I don't know what you mean. It's definitely an insult there on the streets. Like you are a sissy. Period. End of story. Like that's it. You are clowny. You're a sissy. And we don't want to hear any of it. And that would just mean you go home crying to mom. That's it. So if you put that on someone instead of Legion of Doom, Legion of Sissies, they would... Is it because if you had a sister, you would call her a sissy when you were a little kid? I don't know. You know, that's something I'd have to really deep dive to find the research as to why like, people called each other sissies. You know, I think that's probably why. I guess. Because I, I tell the dog, I call the dogs sissies all the time. I'd be like, go find your sissy. Maybe I, I shouldn't admit that on the podcast, but there it is. You just did. Um, going forward, we did hope we do still have Tatanka and model Rick Martel. Yeah. That's still going on. It's happening. I, although I'd rather see Tatanka, Barry Horowitz. Oh uh, yeah. I'd rather see a real rivalry between them. Yeah. I, I would I'd say totally that agree. was probably my favorite match him and Barry. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll I get know, there. but I just got excited because of Barry. Uh, <laughs> repo man and the bulldog. <laughs> He's going to tie him to a chain. Yep. And choke him out. Just like he does to dogs, which he talked about, which I was like. It was a lot. Yeah. It was a little tough. And that's really our storylines right now. That's like there our. they are. That's the card that we're building towards. Yeah, there, there was like no real, like you said, there was really nothing. Nothing and, really happened. And when we were watching it, like the Undertaker cut one promo and we were watching it, we were talking about it. And we're like, yeah, I think he fights Kamala at like SummerSlam, which is true. And also at Survivor Series. He's oh, at both? A match. Yeah. That's like who he beefs with. Oh, wow. That's weird. Yeah. Well, because they just, I don't think that they know like what to do with him right now because he's, they're not having him challenge Macho Man. So they're not having him at the top. He's not in the I, IC realm. So he's just kind of there. But we do have a couple of a couple of cool promos, and then we have one um, important promo to talk about. So we got a couple more of these Papa Shango, like, voodoo promos. Mm-hmm. They're out there. They're really pushing this angle. Mm-hmm. Um, unless you watched it weekly or you're binge-watching like we are. Really, I remember Papa Shango from the video games, and I think I remember him from, like, a few different like events that I had seen sporadically during this time period in my life, but I don't remember like how much of a push it is. Like he's there all the time. I don't think I really was. Yeah. I don't really remember that. that They're pushing, but they're pushing like a lot, like like, every episode we've had another voodoo situation. So we're getting more voodoo situations. He's talking about all that. He's going to take the ultimate warrior soul, et cetera, et cetera. We had a uh, Texas tornado promo, which is uh, Carrie Von Eric. He's doing it for everybody. He's out here. He's found, uh, Found God, found Jesus, gone back on his old ways. He's a Von Eric, and he's going to beat everybody up. That's what he said. He's doing it for you. It reminds me of that. There's like a local commercial to like where we live. I don't even know what it's for. Doors or something. And the guy, this this promo reminds me of this guy in this commercial when he's like, where God, family, and you come first. It's true. This That's exactly what, I mean, he doesn't have the, the Southern accent, but is that energy. Yeah, he definitely God family WWF. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. He's doing it for all y'all. And then, like I said, we had uh, the Macho Man cut his promo for Ric Flair. Um. Yes. We had 
What did he, what was what did he say? He threw a Bon Jovi bomb at you. Shot through the heart, and you're to blame. Something like that, right? Yeah. Like he gave the whole thing. He like ran the whole. He thing. He did like a whole out of thing. it, and then just like did his hands, did the whole thing, just did a macho of it, and you're like, wow, shot through the heart, and you're to blame. But he did it like at first. I was like, wow, it sounds like he's quoting lyrics, accidentally quoting a lyric, and then I'm like, no, he's intentionally intentionally quoting the lyrics, which was better. It's pretty much dope, I thought. I thought he did a really great job doing it. And, again, uh, you know, he was asked out by me and Gene, like, hey, you're doing some shady shit. And he's like, you know what? I do what I got to do to win. If I'm going to fight Flair, I'm going to do what I got to do. He said, if I'm going to fight a technical wrestler, I'm going to be technical. But if I'm going to fight a cheater, I'm going to cheat. I'm going to cheat. I don't blame him. I mean, he's laying out his cards right on the table. Tits on the table. He's like, this is how I'm going to do it. Tits on the table. That's <laughs> what he did. He's like, yo, I'm the match. Yeah. Come at he me. He also ended it. He threw a, a Bon Jovi bomb at you. Mm-hmm. And then he ended it with a Stone Cold Steve Austin bomb from no. the past and the future. But you, right, right. I was going to be like, you can't say that's a... Like, it, it, was, it was actually surreal because he said it like two or three times. Like, that's the bottom line. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, yeah. So, like, I don't know if, like... I was waiting for him to say it because the macho said, said so. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I don't even, like, I don't even, so I don't even know. Like, I mean, obviously, that's a saying people Yeah, that's the bottom say all line, the time, so I And maybe back then, I don't even know. It's wild, wild. Hopefully, we see him cut some more promos and see, like, if that's just, like, a thing that he's doing right now. Maybe he did that the whole time. I don't even know. But, we, like I said, we got the, the boss man on the phone, and that was... <laughs> That's just, like, Mr. Perfect brings such, like, fuck you brother energy. I was going to say, he's like your, like, just bully, annoying like, brother. older cousin. Yeah, he but just yeah, brings like that energy where he's just like, fuck you, I'm going to troll you. And you're like, okay, I don't know why you're, like, trolling me like that. But he brings all that fucking energy and you're like, okay. I mean, he is perfect, so can't really say anything about that, right? I mean, I wouldn't. I I'm not gonna challenge his perfection. So he bring he brings that fuck you energy <laughs> to to the proceedings, and we take it, we enjoy it. We're like, okay, it's here. You know, it was quick, two minute, two minute little bit. But the best is that they're just showing like stills. I know we mentioned it before, but just of Big Boss Man's injuries. Yeah, his brutal injuries, and then when it starts, there's just a close up of a map of Georgia, and it says Cobb County, and I'm like, because they want to just. Show that he's talking to you from Cobb County. Got to. Got to show oh, that he's God. talking the to you from The 90s were great. They were wonderful. And we are leaving something out because I think we're going to, we're going to, I think it's probably best to hit up some of these other categories that we normally do before we get into really the ultimate highlight and then talk about a match that we watched this weekend. Yeah. Right, actually two. Sure. So who do you think won this week in terms of... Just a week overall, outside of, you know, the guy we're going to talk about. Oh, okay. Outside of the guy we're going to talk about. Um, can it just be Barry Horowitz? I don't, you know, I <laughs> I was going to go with, like, on my end, who I thought won the week. I actually okay. thought that the Mountie won the week. Because yeah, somehow maybe. his heel energy made me, like, forget him beefing with brett which i think that happened before right oh my god it happened 
like the it just I feel like it, it just, just ended right and I'm like okay so you are just like whiny and snivelly and you have this fucking thing like I'm like okay like all right okay your energy is like it's it's good so I'm gonna give it to them I'm personally gonna give it to Mouthy on this B level because there is one person that like you don't even know that you're gonna give it to him but you need to give it to him <laughs> and, we're, and we're gonna spotlight him in a minute I kind of want to give it to Sean okay because he the mirror entered the chat he's sure. coming out with his mirror now. He's sure. taking it to the next level of now sure. posing in front of the mirror. There was a nar a, a, while a, Sherry's a carrying drop. it and he's kissing his biceps and then he stops mid match to look at him, admire his himself in the mirror. So I mean, but you're right. It probably should go to the Mountie. I don't know. Like, 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 and I'm I, just I gonna call to watch. I'm gonna say nobody won this week. Okay, these two weeks for me. I'll take that. It's I, I. There's definitely someone that lost. That's the executioners. Oh, <laughs> they lost embarrassingly. They got yeah. they got worked really bad by natural disasters. They like, were great though; like they really just played into it. They played the two minutes off, uh, and they was... <laughs> they got squashed. They got sidewalk slammed. They got everything. Yeah. It was it was funny, um, and I'm gonna give it to them. the The best dressed for me. I, again, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna save it for our for our main character here. But if I had to not choose him. You know, I, I'm going to go with Macho Man. I feel like he just, he was, he was a little... He was cash. Very business casual. He, was, he wasn't he was wearing glasses. Nope. He just had the hat and a black shirt. Black was, shirt. The way it fit was insane. Yep. Um, <laughs> it was <laughs> It looked like he was wearing like Andre the Giant shirt. Like the shirt neck, like just was not right for him. But I'm going to give it to him because it was I wasn't expecting it. I didn't really get any track shoot, uh, track suit uh, picnics this week. So I can't give it to any of those boys. I mean, he was just... I'm going to give it to Ma. He's the champion. He was wearing that, that... He had black with the strap. You know what I mean? He had that... He wanted that strap to just... To pop. Yeah. So it I'm did. Gonna, I'm no, gonna I'll, give, I'll agree. I'll agree. I'm going to give it to him. Uh, the money grab and the noted notables <laughs> are all together. <laughs> we saw so much WBF oh. popping... Left, right, center, bodies, bodybuilding, oh, the bodybuilding. If I never event. see an oiled up bicep again. Like, I'm just still... It will be too soon. I just still don't understand. So, like, I just have to accept the fact that, like, because I'm watching wrestling, I also need to watch bodybuilding. Is that, like, is that, like, is that the crossover? Like, I just don't... You don't have to accept it. I think it's just, it's, it's just, just really... Just what it is? It's an attempt. It's an attempt that Vince is making to try and get you to want to watch bodybuilding. Okay. Unfortunately, I don't think it works. I think we've uh, discussed that it doesn't really work. I'm like, I don't know if the crossover audience is really there. No. Like, in a way that I think that, you know, Vince wants it to be. Like, I'm just not... I don't know. I'm just not there for it. I don't know. Call me wrong. I don't know. I just... I, I did go down a rabbit hole of trying to figure out what bodybuilding competitions are judged on, like how they're judged. And I'm going to tell you, I couldn't really find an answer other than that it's very subjective. Hmm. And it's about their muscles on their bodies <laughs> and how it works on okay. their frame. And if you know, you know. And I'm like, that doesn't, <laughs> like, doesn't do, like, that doesn't help me so understand. So if you know, you know. Yeah, like, kind of like they know what they're looking at. It's also very subjective, and it's like, oh, so it's like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I just know that there's going to be a WBF superstars, all-stars event that's going to be happening tonight 
June 13th, oh, 1992. Yeah, yeah. The yes. pay-per-view. Pay for it. You can watch Did the bodybuilding all-stars. your local cable provider? You need to. It is a drug-free competition. Mm-hmm. I believe that. That's and what... I mean, when I saw those men flexing... That's what you thought, right? With their bodies. I said, they look so natural. And then Lex Luger is going to make an appearance. He's only get, he's only going to pose, though. That's what they said. He's only going to pose. <laughs> he he's not he going can't, to compete. He cannot win. He cannot win the competition. He's just well, posing. I wonder why he can't win the competition. We know that he just got into like a motorcycle. We know he got into that motorcycle accident, but also I'm pretty sure because like it is a steroid free competition. So, well, I'm gonna tell you Mm -hmm. that it can be a steroid competition all it wants to be, and I'm not gonna make assumptions about people, but I'm assuming that these guys are a little bit less than drug free. Well, I'm gonna say this. See, I'm gonna give you a counterpoint. So you see, like you can do cocaine. But that leaves your system in a couple days. Doesn't mean that you don't always do cocaine. You know what I'm saying? You can be a cokehead. But you can test clean after what, like a week? Do steroids? Can you like do them? In I think it's a couple weeks. Yeah. It's like a few oh, weeks. Yeah. So, I mean. So like, but. People don't look like that, you know. Like no. it's just that. No. I mean, I, I I think it's actually like a few weeks or like a month maybe. Like if you're out there and you're a bodybuilder. Yeah. We're not throwing hate at you. I'm definitely not throwing any hate at The Rock. I want him to understand. Um, and all these other guys. And listen, you know, I personally feel this, right? You know, speaking of WBF. Like, I feel like... I feel like it's a double-edged sword. Because I do feel like it is your body. And it is your choice. If you want to put in steroids and you want to do your thing, because you want to make millions of dollars, and you want to do whatever, like, it's your decision. But at the same time, like, if you do have a responsibility towards the greater public while doing that, it, it, it's it's dicey, right? Because if you want to do it because you just want to be like, I want to be like this guy, like, oh, whatever. I don't like, think it whatever. shouldn't be a thing. I think people like it and they're into it, yeah. so go do it. But, I mean, it. I think we can agree it's a little irresponsible, right, to like... It's irresponsible for the, like image and trend that you're trying to set to like your audience but at the same time like if your audience is in on it you know but like the thing it's it's back at this time this is really pandered to children right and you're really pushing that this is drug free while going through all these steroid scandals well that's why you're legal right but like it's clearly not true so like it's just a really Bad and dishonest message but to wait, send to wait. children. We are talking about that are watching these people that are larger than life, and they're like, "I want to be like Bret Hart or like Hulk Hogan when I grow up." And Hulk Hogan's out there saying, "Oh, you know, I don't do drugs," and it's like, but Hulk Hogan's so unrealistic, and and it's it's the same type of thing as like little girls looking at these models in magazines and not realizing that they're airbrushed and starving and what doing drugs and, and being like, "Why can't I?" You know, it's it's the same. I mean, obviously not exactly the same but it's but but i but i feel like you're just neglecting the one thing off the top though it's like this is wrestling (laughs) so you're like the people that are participating in these events you know they need to be pure because this event is pure and it's not pure so it's kind of like you need to i feel like you need to a little temper your expectations a little bit like it's not like you're like hey Here's these hollow records like in baseball. And you're like, these are records that these people did whatever. 
And then, so you want to, like, protect the integrity of the game or something? It's like, but this is like, all right, like, I don't know, you know? No, listen, and that's like, fine. It doesn't matter. I, you know? I, listen, I... I, 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 I love it, this so. shit. Yeah, so it's not, it. yeah, not, no, no, no. It's the fact that he's saying it's a drug-free competition. That's my only... That's the gripe that I'm... But That's the hill I'm standing on right now. But at the time, that's the competition is drug-free, which is apparently why it's so bad. But I've... Did you see them? Did they look Yeah, but, that's, but, but then they stopped taking the drugs, so they don't look the same. Oh, really? Yeah, so we're going to watch it on YouTube, actually. That's actually what we're going to watch. We found it, and we're going to watch it. And we're going to get back to you on it next week as part of our blowout. Um, June of 92. But we do have one thing we've been neglecting to talk about. The elephant in the room. Is it that I wrote a little note about the bodies that Vince loves? And he specifically commented on the physique of Bret Hart and the Texas Tornado? It is not quite that. Okay. But that's going to be the new thing. Is it all the bodies he talks about or going to be on the bodies that Vince loves? It is the first appearance of Razor Ramon. Yes. R.I.P. Scott Hall. Yeah. As we know, obviously, um, when you're listening to this, you know, he had, he had passed away a few days ago. And yeah, we, like, I think like a week ago, right? Yeah. And, we, and at the time we were like, oh, you know, we went on and we talked on the last podcast a little bit, but we were like, oh, what should we do? Should we watch him matches? Should we watch him whatever? And I'm like, I think he's going to get his first appearance like right now. I think we're out of time. And we were thinking about doing a special episode, yeah. just watching his matches. Or... But, but I think what we might do is we might just add them here along the way as we're building his career. So, I mean, we, we haven't really decided. We're going to kind of work through it as we go. But... As I'm, you know, as we're here, as we're sitting here talking about this, like, he cuts a promo, all white. <laughs> He's from oh the streets, god. got no money, but it doesn't matter. He's coming yeah. for everybody, and you're like, oh my god. This is why it was hard when you, like, pick a winner, and I'm like, oh, the winner is clearly... Razor Ramon. Ramon. Right. And he's the best dressed. He's walking down the street of Miami, mm-hmm. like, kind of like a shitty looking street, graffiti, you know scaffolding mm-hmm. he's got like a white suit on like jacket open no shirt mm-hmm. about 15 gold chains 100 percent. and he's like look at my clothes look mm-hmm. at this gold oh my it's it's so good it's the best i mean i mean he comes his first promo he comes out swinging like this 100 just... and and he's got all the energy he's fully formed and fully fleshed out like he he is exactly who he is and i think as a kid, the first time I saw that, because the other promos that we got, like, I didn't know who the Texas Tornado was as a kid, right? I just, I didn't really know who the Von Erics were. I didn't know what any of that was. That wasn't, like, my thing. Papa Shango, I thought, was kind of silly. And no. I, and, and I feel... I can't believe you would think that. But see, like, I feel... Well, because he was trying to be, like, a little serious. But I feel like every time, like, I'd be watching this, like, he, like, he, like <laughs> kayfabe. Like, he's playing along with the whole I thing. I guess, yeah. He's but I so feel like, silly, But though. I feel like I remember watching this, and I remember sitting, like, on the floor at my grandparents' house, and they had a big old tube TV. And it was one of those things where, like, the TV, for those kids of the 90s, shameless plug, we also have a 90s podcast where we talk about stuff just like this. <laughs> but for kids of the 90s that would know, um, I feel like in the 80s, TVs were, like, smaller, and they were really, like, an entertainment cabinet. But then at some point, they had these big TVs that were also, like, literally, like, it was, like, that screen, and the tube was there on the, uh, 
on the TV, and then there was like speakers on the side. It was big. It was like a, its own thing. It was like a whole cabinet. It was like a whole cabinet. Yeah. Right. It was like a TV built. It was like a. It was like paneling on the side of it. Yeah. So it, it was it absolutely like, like yeah. this one time I was like wood like you can literally yeah. like rest your drinks on. It was like a whole Wild. setup. And but the thing is, is that like so my grandpa had like a recliner. Like, he's an old-school Italian dude. Like, he wanted his recliner that he'd sit in to watch this TV. But the TV was so heavy that it was on the ground. It was literally on the ground. So, like, the vantage point was the best point to be sitting in it and watching the TV was sitting actually on the ground. Yeah. Right? And you're sitting, like... And that's just how it was. Like, you're sitting on, Yeah, like no, there were couch. no TVs, like, floating on the wall. They were Right. All, yeah, so, you're, like, low. you're sitting on a couch. So, you're, like, looking down at the TV. So, I just remember sitting Indian style as a kid and, like, I just will remember them, like, walking through and, like, seeing a Papa Shango thing and being like, that's fake. Be like, okay. You know, my grandpa would be, like, yelling, like, why are you watching that? That's fake. But, like, <laughs> but like oh, the, man. the one that was cool was just Razor Ramon. Like, I don't think anybody had anything to say about him. I think they're like, wow. Look at that guy. That guy's something. And, yeah. and that's just, like, what his energy was. Because Papa Shango's like, I'm going to do this gimmick. And we know the gimmicks will continue. We're going to get... Comma the ultimate fighting machine. We're gonna get. I mean the gimmicks. I, I did like. I did like comma. I liked them as comma. Right, but Razor was just always but, Razor. Look, but that's the thing. Like I think some of these gimmicks are so over the top that it's like hilarious, and obviously that's why we love this, right? Because the one hundred percent. Yeah. But like Razor's, like Ray, the gimmick of Razor Ramon is, he's not like I am. A dentist, or I'm an undertaker. He's just a. Or he's I'm just a, a guy from no, yeah. I'm not dripping I'm a, with tobacco and hunting gator. Like, or he's I'm a repo like, man that's gonna throw this hook on you and do it. Like each <laughs> one of the other people we went through, and that's why I want to save it for last. Yeah. I'm the Mountie. I'm a crooked Canadian cop. I'm Sergeant Slaughter. Nobody's more American than me. I'm a drill sergeant. <laughs> right, and if you look at this list of things, I think the people that really keep going are the ones who's can really work with their gimmick and it's more like they're a guy that is a certain way and they're right. not just like nails the convict nails the convict <laughs> this version of big boss man that's the that's the Yo, you know, no people love this version of big boss man i mean i i like people back the then loved this version i you know i agree i like the later version i think he's way more like way cooler but people do love this big boss man I mean, um, I'm just saying the thing about Razor that always strikes me, and especially here as we're, you know, talking about this and as we're going to, you know, keep kind of spotlighting it because he's going to now be here and we're just getting introduced to him. And also, as we, you know, personally are like, oh, man, you know, like from a world wrestling, you know, like from a world, like a global, like I like wrestling thing. Like mm-hmm. me, all my friends, you know, we all texted like when it happened and we we're all sad because like he meant so much to our childhood because he was the bad guy, you know, and you're just like he was a bad guy. He always was a bad guy, but he was also the bad guy you wanted on your side somehow. If he was gonna, well, he be was good. definitely a face, but he was still a bad guy. He's still he's a bad guy. guy. He's, he's the a bad, bad guy. guy, but he was a he's face. Bad guy. His soul, he never changed anything about. Nope. He just people loved him, so he, he was always Razor. He was always that. And it's way. cool because this in this promo you see him. He, he flicks his uh, iconically flicks his toothpick at the camera. Mm-hmm. He's just a bully from Miami. Like he's just perfectly a bully from Miami. One hundred percent. He's um, just the bad guy. Whose name is Razor Ramon? Like, even the name is just... The name is... Oh, who's uh, that? Razor Ramon. Like, my mom <laughs> know, knew the name Razor Ramon. She's like, they all... Because it just was such an iconic, like... Yeah. Just a perfect Miami, late 80s, early 90s, like, vibe. That you just... If you took someone out of Central Casting, oh, that's Razor Ramon. 
Uh, okay, that guy looks like that. And then in real life, he's a tall, big dude. Yeah. Got the deep voice. And he just oh, I, he just always looked like, he always looked at least to me 15 years older than he actually was. 100%. So he's like maybe 29, 30. I'm like, he's 45. It's wild. Right? But he's not. You know, he's in his late 20s, early 30s doing all these movies. It like has to be all the chest hair or something. The whole the thing. Dark the dark hair maybe. I don't know because I always felt like he was like... So I always felt like he was in his 40s the whole time. Yeah. And it's not because he looked like aged. No. He just looked like, I don't know. Yeah. He never looked like a kid. You know, like some of these guys in their 20s like, oh, look like a kid. You know, no. No. I mean, that's just what he did. You know, he just was Razor. He was just living his best life. Yeah. I mean, from the very beginning when he came onto this scene, you know, and, and and obviously, you know, when he passed, a lot of people were posting a lot of other photos, you know, like throwback photos, like young him, young Sean, like all these different things. But this is what I've always, I've always, uh, you know, remembered him as. And always... Well, yeah, because you didn't watch the earlier stuff. Right. He was in other promotions. I mean, you didn't watch that. So why would, how would you... I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm just saying, this is just, I just remember this, like, iconic little sliver of this there, guy's career. There is a beautiful picture of him and Sean, and he has this, like, I don't know, they must be in their early 20s. He has this epic mustache, mm-hmm. and it is, it's everything. It, it's so good. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think the the first match that we'll kind of talk about here, just, just in our little, you know, memory lane match wrap up. Just that first ladder match. Like, that first ladder... We're not going to dive into it too, too crazy. Okay. But, you know, because I know you're not prepared. I'm just Oh, yeah. I'm like, throwing somebody throwing this at me. I didn't, I didn't take any notes on that. How am I going to talk about and it? And you're literally wearing your Razor Ramon shirt. I am. You know? I am wearing my Razor Ramon shirt because I knew we were going to record today. Shout out homage. For the... Homage. 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 You pay homage. You don't pay homage. Pay homage. Homage. Cool <laughs> shirts. <laughs> Not sponsored. Not sponsored at all. But if they want to sponsor us, we'll gladly uh, accept yeah. 10% off. <laughs> like they always give us in our email. Anyway. Oh my God. But um, we rewatched the, we, we rewatched both ladder matches. And I think the big thing about that ladder match is just both those guys were just peak. Razor and Sean, as most people know, one of the greatest matches ever. If you do listen to this and we're going to tag in our notes that we are, you know, talking about this match a little, we're going to get into it when we get into the WrestleMania, you know couple years from now right there's a wrestlemania match it's wrestlemania 10 10 yeah besides two more um but the best part about this match is just how i think you you probably said it best when we were talking about it how suspenseful it was because this was the first real match that i can remember where i really didn't care who won but they immediately won me over with the with the match gimmick Right. Mm-hmm. So like when Sean and Undertaker are fighting later on in Hell in a Cell, I'm like, I don't really care, but I care about this Hell in a Cell. And those first couple casket matches that you saw, I'm like, I don't really care who wins. Just what the fuck is this casket? And when they yeah. walk out and Razor slides under that ladder. Well, he slides under it yeah. after Sean makes it a whole point to stop. And, and go do the, like, no, 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 and, like, walk around right. it. Like, very kind of dramatically. And you're like, yeah, why would you go under it? But Razor just walks right under it. Because nobody goes under it. Nobody mm-hmm. goes under a ladder. That's no. bad luck. You why do not do oh that. My God, and he slides under And you're like, oh, man. And you're just like, what the? And then, and again, at the time, did I care? Did I think that Shawn Michaels would lose? No. But did I care? No. Because Razor Ramon was walking around. He was the champion. Well, the cool thing... And Sean was the champion. So it was this, like, belt unification thing. 
I remember as a kid thinking that like they were somehow really both champions, like not really understanding that like Razor was the actual champion. And I remember being like, I wish they could both win, you know, because I loved both of them. And I'm like, oh, no, you know, but not having any clue because, you know, most of the time you kind of know who's going to win. Mm-hmm. You have an idea, but I, I distinctly remember not having any idea how this match was going to end. And it ends absolutely epically. Like the way that Razor wins the first the first line of match is oh, yeah. It's just so good. I mean, we're not going to, we're, we're going to deep dive it when we get to it. Yeah. It's definitely going to be on our, you know, Paul Bear's matches from the crypt of 1995, <laughs> uh, you know, home video wrestling tape. It is one of the best, 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 best matches you can ask for. 94. And, yeah, but it would come out in like 95 because you'd capture all the matches of 94. Oh, okay. Yeah, come on. Okay. All right. Come on. You meant to do that. Well, yeah, of course. It's got to be next year. You got to get all the matches. How would you get any Survivor Series matches on that video? How would you get any any of that stuff? You would get none of it. Come on. Because we're going to do a best of every year, right? So you do that. At that the... would be the best of 94. Right, but you, 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 Coliseum Home Video would have to release the tape. Yo, real talk, I think that actually might be my favorite match of all time. I don't know. And I really have to think about it. I don't know if it's it, one of... We I... just rewatched it, and I, every time I re, like, we rewatch it, I, I like it a little bit more. Like it never loses. It is absolutely a top ten match, um, and I have to really sit down and think about it and still watch some more matches because there's a lot of matches in the in the future and ruthless aggression stuff that I never saw that we may end up watching some of those even if we just watch some yeah. of the highlights. I think I'm talking mainly '90s right now because well, I haven't seen a lot of those matches either. If we're talking '90s, the problem is is that there is a there is a very specific subset of people that like certain matches and certain people in those matches. So like I, you know, the internet loves. I was really not a huge fan of the Iron Man match, but again, I'm going to have to rewatch it and give it another shot. I I saw it live at the time. And I think my one gripe was always with the Iron Man match, I think you know. It's kind of split though. Oh, I, it is. Yeah, but I mean my one gripe was just like I felt like it could have been more dramatic. Mm-hmm. In a sense that, like, you know, they both could have pinned each other once or got DQ'd or somebody... Like, something. Well, so there it was no been DQ. Was that the point? Was there... Oh, if they get DQ'd, then it counts as one loss. Yeah, like, if somebody la- like somebody just was knocked out of the ring, counted to ten, that would have been a loss or something. Like, there just was never any of that. And, and I feel like they hyped that gimmick up. Like, oh, you know, like, you can lose, like, this way, this way, this way, this way, or whatever. And then, you know, kind of when that ends, and then they just go into overtime. And I'm like, but... Uh, so I wasn't a huge um, like fan of that, but I know a lot of people really do love it. So I mean, and they those guys were out there for an hour, even if they were huffing yeah, and puffing think, a little bit. I, mean, I, think, I think the expectation deal. to have them being like at a hundred percent for an hour is kind of unrealistic. You yeah, know? like I think the thing that you didn't like was the middle part where they're just kind of like got each other on the floor, right? Thing, but yeah, but I mean, again, you know, and that's that's. You know, as we get closer to the end of the 90s, which would be in a few years, but if we start to put these matches together. I think the overtime thing was cool. I actually do think that was cool. But I think you're right. If there's a way they could have done it, like had them tied. If it was 1-1. Like, one, if it was 1-1 one, one, yeah, and yeah. then gone overtime, that'd be fine. But they I think the idea is they're both so good. They, you know. Neither they could be the other. Yeah. yeah. They'll, neither of them will, will be pinned or whatever. But. Or having, surrender or whatever. Yeah. But having said that, back to our man Razor. We met him. Mm-hmm. And we just want to say, as we go through the next few weeks, we're, we'll keep talking about some of his matches. I I like We're the 1-2-3-Kid match. I like the second ladder match. 
There's that Razor Austin match from 2002. There's a whole bunch of matches that, that oh, we got to watch that. Out. Yeah, there's a whole bunch of... We got to just watch that whole WrestleMania, really, is what it is. So a whole bunch of matches that we're going to watch. But, you know, RIP Scott Hall. Yeah. That's really, that's really you know, how we want to kind of go out on this one. We just... We're just meeting you now in our, you know, rewatch journey. But as we do the rewatch, we're tapping into the, that part of our childhood and... There's not a single person that I know now that's an adult that doesn't remember who he was if they know me because they know I liked wrestling, you know, and they liked wrestling and we're all of the same group and this guy just entertained all of us. You know, I think part of the reason, too, that we decided to do 1992 at double speed was to get to Razor Ramon. It was Razor Ramon. I think they even mentioned, like, oh, we need to get to Raw, we need to get to Razor Ramon... You know, I think I was, those were the two main. The two main. The, the the there was really three sticking points. The three sticking points to me was Razor Ramon, Raw, and Yokozuna. Yeah, I knew you were gonna say those that. are the three yeah, things yeah. because those yeah. three things are synonymous to me for when I really wrestling hit for me. Because even some of the stuff like I'm not a huge Lex Luger guy. Like I'm not a huge into some of those like older type wrestlers too. So I'm, I'm into more of the new generation and on. So, like, even, like, Lex Luger and all those guys, when all those guys are getting their big push, they still then run into Yokozuna, who's just that awesome villain for, like, a year. And he's just there. You know, he's Bret Hart's there fighting for him. much longer than a year. No, no, no. But that first year when there's nobody can beat him. You know, remember, mm-hmm. like, the, oh, he's the like slam on the Intrepid and, like, all this all this stuff. Like, it's just all these, like, get, like all these things with him. Yeah. And it's just so cool. And it's, like, I re- that's what I remember from my childhood with wrestling. And at the time, I was 10, 11. So, it makes 100% sense. That's exactly where I would be to get get that itch and get hit by that like if you're six seven eight you know maybe you gravitate towards that older like you know at least in this time that older like that tail end hulk hogan type stuff and whatever but like these were all like new people like oh that's yokozuna who's gonna beat that guy you know oh that's you know oh there's bret hart the underdog that's gonna beat that guy even though he'd been around a while you know and then here's razor ramon he's really cool and there's really for the first time that i when i was watching wrestling there was really, I felt, with Yokozuna and Razor Ramon, I felt that those two titles, like, mattered when I watched it. Because, like, right now, Brett having the IC title, we know that that's not going to last, like, very, very long. And it kind of comes in and out. And when we I first... see what you're saying, but I do think that the title, like, it feels like it means something with Brett, too. Like, to me, it, it's felt like it meant something till maybe, uh, 95, 96, and then it kind of, like... Starts to go to other people besides... Talking about the WWF title? Oh, I'm talking about the, the IC. Oh, so see the IC title, but but see, like, you're not thinking that the IC... T- we just talked... The match we're talking about has to do strictly with the IC title because that's that world. It's, it's the, the, the Monday Night match. Raw. Monday Night Raw yeah. is like Shawn Michaels, Razor Ramon, all those guys doing their IC title matchups, and then all of a sudden Yoko, Yokozuna comes in and just squashes people. <laughs> That's like Monday Night Raw. Right, but then like Brett will walk in when it first starts with Uh his strap and be like... But I'm saying there's there's two different realms, I think. There's two different echelons and it's really defined by some of the greatest like wrestlers and entertainers that you end up seeing through the 90s at this point. And that's why I really enjoy it. Like I said, Razor and Sean are doing all this work together. Then you have Brett, you have Yokozuna, you have Brett's feud with Owen. Which oh is just God, a lot of fun. Best. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, as that run runs its course, then you get Brett and Sean, 
then you're still going to have like Razor. He's still there. He's got the title. Then you bring in Wild Gold Dust and that first Gold Dust <laughs> energy, you know, and we just keep going. And, and yeah, the IC loses it a little because a lot of those other guys are up in the upper class. You know, you have Sean fighting with Diesel, fighting with everybody. And then eventually Sean gets that IC back, right? So that him and Diesel could both have a title because you can't, you know, so it's a lot, just a lot, a lot of kind of going ons. But this is really that first, like, you meet Razor and you're like, oh shit, it's a different guy. This guy hits different. This guy's different. He's different. He's yeah. different than Repo Man. He's different than Skinner. He's uh, different than these guys. His gimmick just seems larger than life. And, and we're just here. We're going to celebrate it. And that's what we're going to do the next few weeks as we keep going. Keep talking about another match. Yeah, I think, that, I think we're going to get a lot of uh, his awesome promos in the next month or so to come. They're going to... 100%. All these setup promos. Because, I mean, we also got, you know, a crush sighting, like we mentioned. You know, he was there crushing people. Yeah, we didn't even talk about the finisher yet, did we? No, well, his finisher is just the head. The head, he's crushing someone's head. Crushing someone's head. As a kid, I think that I thought that was pretty dope, but now... <laughs> I used to do it to my brother, and I mean, it was like, whatever. Did you? Yeah. Did you actually try to crush his head? It's like hard to try to crush somebody's head. I'm sure. That's not really like a thing. Like, I feel like if someone pressed on my head as hard as they could, it would hurt. A little, but I mean, like... Oh, I don't like it. Like, it's one of those moves... It, I, I keep telling you, you know, and, and I, I, I... It's one of those that's like very complicit... Like, at any point, he could just, like, punch me. And that's what would happen. If you hurt him too much, he just punch you or kick you in the nuts or something. Like, it's just such a complicit move. Yeah. I'm going to stand over you, even though I'm not that much bigger than you, and just, like, crush your head. And somehow <laughs> you can't flail out of it. Like, it's just not one of those moves. There's certain moves that, like, you see them and you're like, eh. Yeah. You know? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, this yeah. is this is one of them. You know, Hulk Hogan's leg drop would always be like, come on, I'm going to do the leg drop. And it's like, but... You're just going to move, right? Macho <laughs> man's flying elbow. I'm going to jump off the couch and do a flying elbow. Like, the other person's got to wait for you. To... Like, even, like, talking about Yokozuna, like, yeah. sometimes when the people are laying there waiting for him to squash you, it's like, you could just roll away. It doesn't take that much energy if you know you're not going to have a 600-pound man, like, jump on your chest. Yeah. So... Ooh, remember that one we watched? There was, like, one match where he actually, like, fell and, like, totally landed on the guy. It was yeah. like a jobber. Was yeah, that wasn't. It did, that didn't look good. Anywho, but we're here, June ninety two. Here we are, part one. Not much is going on. Not much is let's, happening. Let's see where it goes. But Razor is coming. Razor's here. R.I.P. Scott Hall. Yeah.